0: To tip of the Iceberg, right
1: the you? podcast hosted by a woman with many stains.
0: Is that an iron flask, yes. Emma? It is an iron flask. That's the same kind of water there's bottle me and Nathan have. I also have they're one of great, the ombre they? ones. Mm-hmm. They're incredible.
2: What's your ombre? Mine's, your
0: ombre. Mine's blue and purple. It's in the living room. Go get it. Ooh. Okay, I'll go get it. I got it for Christmas.
3: Why are they called iron, iron flask? flask? It's just the uh, they sound like brand this. name. I was like, there's no way they're so made loud. out of iron. so loud. <laughs> Imagine, Imagine was like that thing, steel. That thing be
4: heavy as shit. Carrying it's, around what is like uh, essentially like a mortar shell full of water. Uh huh. That's crazy. Is it heavy?
2: Uh, no, only if you put water in it. But that's to be expected.
4: <laughs> is it? Does it have like a good temperature threshold? You know, like, what's the what's the, what's the appeal? What's the appeal of the bottle? It,
2: it was a gift. Um, uh, it's that's just, our, like, it that's keeps... appealing enough. Yeah, it was free. That was pretty free. appealing. <laughs> the, uh, it keeps cold things very cold for a long time. I it, think does. Yeah, it does. It does very point.
0: good. Yeah, so Nathan has a cute green moment.
2: Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks. And
0: yeah, mine's purple to blue. <gasps> I like
2: yours. Oh, man. Ugh, that's a beautiful. very nice
4: pastel gradient. Yeah, my good. water bottle is just purple. but That's okay. I like purple. My water bottle's the free one I got at Bandcamp.
0: camp. Fair. I had it on my <laughs> Amazon wish list, so Christy bought it for me for Christmas. That's so nice. And then she said, Nathan also wanted a water bottle. I'll get him one, too. So we both got that's iron awesome. flasks. That's wonderful. They have, like, a
2: lifetime warranty and everything as yeah. well. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this episode sponsored by Iron Flask. Go get your flask. It's an iron one. Uh, God, that's, that's the only big the- tagline. <laughs> yeah. It's like a
1: yeah. big... I don't know. I don't know why I had the urge to describe what this water bottle is. It's just a fucking water bottle made out of steel, but it's big. Yeah,
2: that's
0: all. It's ours are 40, 40 ounces.
2: Damn, mine's a 32 ounce. You guys got the big
0: boy? Mm-hmm. I drink so much water now because it also, it came with three lids.
2: Oh, no, I have the 40. We have the same yeah, size. Yeah, and
0: it came with yeah. three lids to pick from. One of the screw-off ones, like one of like, the pop cap ones, or a straw.
2: I went the straw route, and Me I too. threw the others away. And you I'm threw them away.
0: away. Oh, I kept our other ones, but I am partial to the straw. And the, it came with two straws, <laughs> so if something happens to one of them. You got a second one. Don't
2: get that sucked. Um, okay, so Such to waste. revisit Nathan's original question, yes, there are several stains on my shirt. The first stain on my shirt is this one. It is from Chipotle Habanero Salsa I spilt all over myself at lunch today. Nice. I work from home right now, so who gives a shit? Uh, this second stain over here by the armpit, that is from my dinner. I did get pho. Uh, I spilt it on myself <laughs> again. And then the- that's the summary of the stains. Uh, that was my lunch, and uh, that was my dinner. <laughs> I and they're both on that. me. And now
3: your shirt is a napkin, unfortunately. And now my
2: shirt's a napkin. <laughs> I will wash it probably next week because I hate laundry.
0: Fair. I feel that.
3: I just did laundry for like the first time since being back in Ohio. And it was a bit of a nightmare because like, I, you know, you see me walking with my giant fucking hamper like piled way higher like than the actual top of it. But, like, there's still, like, ice and fucking snow everywhere, oh, so no. I'm, like, slipping and sliding on my way to the laundry facility, like, just trying to get some clean clothes. Meanwhile, I'm dressed like a fucking bum because I have no other clothes left.
4: <laughs> just like you stole someone's other- someone else's clothes from their apartment and you're just walking down the street with it.
0: God, I need to do laundry. I hate doing laundry. I'd be better at it if we had it in unit, I think.
3: Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's so. it's so much challenge. easier, like, if it's, like, you know, oh, I just gotta walk down, like my hallway but like you know when you have to go somewhere to do it like that sucks it's like it becomes like not a chore but like an event
0: yeah you have i have to, to go again. outside and interact yeah. with others that's yeah course.
4: that's true i that is like one of the weirdest things is is sitting around just waiting for your clothes to be either done washing or done drying i don't do
3: that i fucking leave
4: <laughs> i don't know i mean whenever i would only leave every once in a while but i mean because the only time i've ever had not in like in unit washer and dryer was when I was a freshman. And there's all those horror stories of people's stuff being done in the dryer. And then somebody else would be down there and root through it and steal. Like I I watched someone steal something out of a dryer once. And so it's just like I'm I'm not messing around with this. So I always just sat down there and had like my phone or something. But there's always it's just such a weird like limbo space because there's also like three or four other people in there. And there's no talking. You don't interact at all. There is it's just such a weird thing. You're just all waiting for your clothes. It's just I, I mean,
3: it. it's not really that weird. If you're like bad with silence maybe that's weird, but like I don't really see a problem with nobody talking to each other because you're just sitting there doing laundry.
4: Yeah. I guess, but it's like you're not even being productive.
0: Yeah, thankfully our laundry is just downstairs, but to go downstairs you do have to go outside and which is fine, Man, but like I get the like hating sitting and waiting. To do laundry, because, like, since we have we have two washers and two dryers for our building, and so I feel bad if I let my stuff sit in there. Like, it's not even that I'm worried about people taking it. I'm just like, there are two of each for this entire building, and I feel guilty if I leave mine sitting in there, and it just cuts up my day weird. I'm like, okay, when it's in the washer, I'm like, I have half an hour that I can do something in.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we're, we're, we're not going to worry about laundry for the next approximate 50 minutes, I tell you that. Uh, one thing we are going to worry about is the English language and how it's decaying in front of us okay. every day. Yeah, we're gonna, let's take it down a notch. We're going to get serious. Part of the, the problem. English-
4: okay. <laughs> 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 let's, be of this. let's be part of the solution today, Chase. I mean, okay.
2: <laughs> today, we may not be a part of the solution, but we will talk about the problem because the one part of the society that we live in that I hate so goddamn much is corporate jargon. And oh. since last week, we all decided that that we were going to choose a corporate lifestyle uh, in our alternate dimension. I was the one thing that we we're all going to have to get on board with. Then is corporate jargon, and that is also the one thing I think that is destroying the English language as a whole. A lot of people use corporate jargon to, you know, quote unquote, like get things done. We're going to circle back and, you know, get another feather in the cap and all this other bullshit that we Who the somehow fuck says use. That? <laughs> You would not believe uh, to just like code our everyday life in the in the corporate world. Uh, we use these like euphemisms and jargon to code stupid shit. And today we're going to decompose the modern euphemism and jargon and make the English language mean something again. Uh, but first, wow. I want to share with you all some jargon that just really grinds my gears. And, and that in itself is something that I say constantly is grinds my gears is that jargon at this point. Who's to say? But I'm not going to let myself spiral. <laughs> Here we go. Forbes put together a 46 uh, page slideshow of most annoying business jargon. And what I also find annoying is that this is a slideshow and not simply yeah. a list. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say 46 that, pages. They've got
4: to get those internet. clicks up, baby. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I was like, the fact that it's a, a- slideshow like powerpoint is that's i think that's the their first blasphemous sin is that they <laughs> aren't these things annoying now let me let me start my prezi presentation you couldn't have said this in an
3: email <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does it have those annoying advertisements that fucking yes. jump in front of the arrows
2: <laughs> yes yes the the one that's jumping in front of me right now is for Intella hr your people your process your hr software for the new world of work like what no Anyways, uh I'm going to read you all a term and in a uh, you know, we're going to go around the circle here and I want you all to guess what you think this means in our corporate overlord world. So we'll start with uh Chase, go to Clark, and then Megan and Nathan because that's the order you all are on my Discord screen. All that's right, good. first one. Uh core competency.
3: Core competency?
2: Yeah. Now, what does that mean like in your standard English language to you?
3: So, I mean, that just sounds like your your basic ability to do something.
2: That's not it's not too far off. It's uh they defined it as like uh a person's fundamental strength, even though that's not what competent means. Um no. it's no, it it's not. D- no, so like people will use this to be like, oh, because you know Emma's core competency is like her people skills and how great her powerpoints are, and I'm like, no, those are things that you force me to do, and they are not a core competency. <laughs> That's
3: my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: your <my> job. <laughs> I hate when people use that phrase that way yes, to me, it because seems it literally- like if you're going to use it in a business sense, it should be like these are like the base things you need to know to work here. That makes yeah. a when lot more
3: sense. Yeah. When I hear competent, like, I don't think it's, like, a negative thing, but, like, it, it tells me it's, like, you can hit the bare minimum.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: yeah. Competent. Yeah. You can accomplish the task. Like.
2: Yeah. The, you're not what exceeding. One of the comments under this is: Do people talk about peripheral competency? Being competent is not the standard we're seeking. It's like core mediocrity. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> All right, um, Clark. Tell me what you feel in your heart and soul. Buy-in means like getting buy-in. Getting buy-in. Yes, like B U Y in. Is that two words? Yes, it's hyphenated.
4: Two. Okay. Well, I mean, in regular life, I would think that, like, you buy into something, meaning that, like, you, you I don't know how else to say, like, you dig it. Like, you're like, okay, I, I, can, I can get behind that as a thing. Yeah. But I don't know how that would relate to corporate America. <laughs> like, when I hear buy-in, like, I think,
3: like, oh, that's the... The price I purchased something at.
0: <laughs> yes. Is it a stakeholder? In the crypto
2: thing? world, you were correct.
3: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, hands crypto. together. Entrepreneur. <laughs>
2: Entrepreneur, yes. Put that, put that in my bio. Yeah. Get your buy in. Yikes. Um, I, uh, will say buy in basically means, uh, I had an idea. I didn't involve you at all from the beginning because I didn't value you enough to discuss it with you. But I want you to now embrace it as if you were in on it from the beginning because that would make me feel really good. So I need your buy in on my project. That's what oh. that, uh, comes down to. So it's That's like, kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a super shitty. I don't thing understand. To do. Yeah. It was, well, okay. So it's like, you're, you're working on a project, and you're like, oh, I have this great idea to like improve the business, and I'm going to improve the business. But, oh, you know, I uh, didn't tell the manager, Bob, about how I'm going to improve the business, but he's a really big part of the business. God, now I have to go get his buy-in before my project that I didn't involve him in takes off. So It's like, it's you like have the to- blessing. Yeah, oh, you basically okay. – Oh, and, like, I've heard other people use it in a way of, like, oh, we got to go get their buy-in. Like, we just need them to sign this piece of paper. Like, or we just need them to agree to yeah, do this yeah. thing with us. It is one of the most overused things, um, and I don't see a reason we need to keep saying it. It's, like, why don't you use real English language terms? So, like, Clark, if you had to t- say instead of the word buy-in, what would you actually say? Like, what were the words that you would use in the real english language
4: i would just say approval you know yeah. i would just say like i just like that's one word i mean I, maybe use a couple more letters but it's also not stupid it's <laughs> <laughs> correct so
3: <laughs> like emma have you heard that like specifically like before
2: like use misusing the term buy in
3: like i mean have you like in your own workplace have you heard that
2: yes constantly that's, it's mostly 40 to 45 year old men that's crazy um, like i've
3: never <laughs> heard that before
2: yeah, I've oh literally never God. heard that term. Literally, well, it's like, I'm the like i a consultant, so all we do is deal with stakeholders, which just means your clients, the people that do, in fact, pay you, so don't yeah. call them stakeholders, they're they your boss. They hold the stakes. <laughs> they hold all your stakes. I feel I'm that. i consultant, and they hold your stakes in their bare hands, um, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta go get buy-in from client A, and I'm like... Do you actually mean we need to go tell client A what we're doing to his business? Uh, yeah, we <laughs> should go talk to him and tell him that you're fucking it up, Jerry.
4: Yeah, because it's- the term has a really deep kind of almost like- I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's like a sh- like a very shitty undertone. I would like to describe it in, like, more plain English, but it's it's almost like you're totally disrespecting someone else's- uh like leverage over that so it's like like you were saying like where you're trying to get your boss's signature you're like i've already done all of the things to do this and this is going to happen unless this person doesn't sign the thing and really throws this shit out of whack like i i did not allow you in on this and i just need you to write your name on this paper so i can go ahead with the work that i think is important like it's just
3: you know i'm sure there's a ton of like bosses or people out there who are probably fine with that they're like yeah whatever you already did the work that i don't have to do it here's my right
0: like, yeah. See, exactly. i feel like like when i hear that to me it has like a shitty connotation because i when i hear the phrase buy-in i think about it in like the context of like oh you really buy into that shit like you really think that like conspiracy theory type oh, shit
4: yeah
0: it's like oh you really buy into that you really think yeah. that's true that's true So it's like, oh, I just got to get them to buy into this and it'll be fine.
2: Right. Because, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to manipulate you into buying these diet pills for me so I can improve your business when it's like, no, I need you to sign this paperwork that you're going to have to do anyways, but you're not going to do it quick enough for me, so do it now. Yeah. All right, Megan, next one. Here we go. Swim lane. What does that, what do you think that means?
0: Is this going to be, one like, my least like, the corporate version of, like, stay in your lane? Like, this is what you do? Like, this is your swim lane? This is what you're working on?
2: Basically. Okay. So it's a specific responsibility designated for yeah. a team or person. So they uh, often talk about drafting swim lane charts, which are literally just flow charts that have lines on them to show clients that this is your job versus this is not your job and so they're like yeah you gotta stay in your swim lane we gotta draw up these swim lanes yeah, because they don't know how to do their jobs we gotta show them how to do their job swim lane you gotta get did anybody Ugh. else get in your lane
1: all of this just feels so far like business majors made all of it up so that their degree felt like something <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, yeah you're right a lot of it also like feels like sugarcoating, yeah, especially yeah. like swim lane, especially like, oh, you know, this is your swim lane, this is what you're doing, like, that's a different way of saying, like, hey, do your job. I know what I'm fucking doing, do what you're supposed to do. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah. This it's you're exactly right. This all of this is sugarcoating. I'd like to bring violence back into the workplace if I'm <laughs> being one thousand percent honest. I don't I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I do think we should go back to punching each other in the face to solve confrontations on a small scale. And I would like to bring verbal violence back into the workplace because I'm tired of this shit, grandpa. I can't talk about swim lane one more time when it comes down to Andrea doesn't know how to file paperwork. Like that's what it is. It's not swim lanes. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
3: that does sound super like i don't know like the sugar coat like that that would make me mad if somebody said that and like if somebody just said fucking do your job i'd be like yes sir and or man yeah. like whatever
4: <laughs> i think it's you know the, the, there's the whole thing about like you know you clearly don't want like anybody talking down to somebody else like uh in creating those kind of bad experiences in the office workplace but it's not even like all they've done is shifted like the direct Attack of someone into these very passive aggressive lanes, which is arguably so much more infuriating because I'd rather just you tell me, like Chase was saying, just tell me that I'm being disappointing or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to rather than just like sending me this weird email that has like way too many exclamation points in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like I understand you're trying to be like sticky sweet right now to try to like soften the blow, but you're honestly making it way worse. Just just get it out of the way because. That. I don't want to be your friend. You're my coworker. worker like, yeah, like trying to
0: be like <laughs> diplomatic about it and like not yeah. ruffle feathers.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, Nathan, I saved a particularly spicy one for you, my dear. Oh boy. Uh, this this one. Uh <laughs> let me know how this one makes you feel before you tell me what you think it means. Okay. Open the com open the kimono.
1: Well? What the <laughs> hell? Interesting. That I- uh it makes me feel mm, racist is that the word you're racist for? is one of the words that i was thinking of yes uh uh-huh. vulnerable <laughs> okay i yeah, think is it's the word vulnerable. that really jumps to the front uh is this like the corporate way to say like you're revealing your secrets to somebody else
2: uh yeah pretty much uh some people use this uh, like phrase instead of revealing information or like uh explaining their process Uh, So, like, to use it in context, oh, yeah, we're going to go over there and meet with the sales team. They're going to open the kimono and show us how the, uh, you know, they're raking in all that cash, which is
0: so That feels so racially (laughs) (laughs) charged for no reason. It is so
4: racist and sexual. It's it's, it's both things. It's both, like, against, like, women and against (laughs) Asian people. It's so bad. It's awful Uh, in so many ways.
2: And then, but like the business world like picked it up because, you know, everyone is just like, ah, they're the the business markets, the business markets. And there's that whole like weird plot in like standard TV where it's like, ah, they're on the phone with Tokyo or like they're with Japan and like business in Asia is insane. So they're revealing their secrets, they're opening a kimono. I shit you not, this is still a phrase I hear like once a month. Yeah, I hate
4: it so much. Yes. Yeah. That yes. makes me uncomfy. It's I-, I could only imagine as you were saying, like forty or fifty year old men with like their starched white shirts, the suspenders, the slicked back, like hair, and they, they're saying these things because it's like, this is what we said in business school, but they're not actually hearing the words that are coming out of their mouth to be like, Do you not sound like an asshole right now? Yeah. Just th- review the things that are that are audibly coming from your lips. What if what <laughs> hey, Chad. We're not good? What
2: if
1: we went with like Oh, you know they're go- the sales team is going to lay their dicks on the table for us. They are going to <laughs> yeah. tell us everything about their success. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they're going to go streak across the field. Let's go! <laughs> right, yeah. they're going to go
2: streak across accounting, and we're going to get the full rundown. <laughs> I think what a comparable
4: phrase would be say- would be saying like looking at them soft to be like, oh, that's the real truth, you know? <laughs> like we're, we're going to go look at them soft. <laughs>
2: Hey, Clark, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think you're really on to something with that one. Did someone write that down? I like that. Did someone write that down? That's so yeah, much better oh, and wow. also
3: not
0: racist. Someone put that in yeah. shit we said. Someone do it right now. Oh, put my it God. In our Clark,
2: put it, put it in there. I've already forgotten the words he said. Look so at Adam Soft. Look at Adam Soft. He's going to open it up. Chad's going to open up his fucking brooks brothers button-up tea and we're gonna look at him soft let's do it show us the process
3: <laughs>
2: jesus let's christ see that dick. let's see that dick <laughs> <laughs> all right this one um this is another one i hear all the time that i think is just some absolute caca um uh, this one's for you chase lots of moving oh. parts
3: Lots of moving parts. I have heard that before, and that just means something's complicated. But it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily like have to actually be complicated. It could just be like, well, I don't want to deal with this. There's a lot of moving parts. It's like, yeah, you're yep. lazy. Do your job.
2: <laughs> yep. It is a phrase that is used to uh, somehow make up for the fact that you haven't done something, or that something isn't working correctly, or that honestly, this is a pile of shit. And no one wants to touch it it's yeah. that's all it is we're not it's done like, yet
3: there's just a lot of moving parts yeah fuck off okay
2: fuck <laughs> off. I mean, that's what like, i'll it's say at work
0: specifically when i'm training if there's something that's mm. just like there's a lot going on with that one are you sure like there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot happening don't like it there's a lot happening.
2: There's a lot going on. There's like four things happening, and my God, if but I can do happen, also well.
0: tend to follow it up with "There's a lot going on." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's normally just me being like uncomfortable, saying this is a shit show because that feels inappropriate for work. So i be like, "There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot going on. I don't know."
2: Yeah, it's
4: like the it's like the term "et cetera" when you use it like in a list because you've just run out of things to say. Yeah, so you're like. These are the things that we know, et cetera. Et cetera. It's like, well, the, that's the ends of the things you know. Like great. You
3: know, yeah. I, I just want to point out that the way that Clark put his uh you know new term in uh it just reads like a dictionary entry. It's yeah. look at Adam Soft, colon. Business term for showing the process, comma, truth. <laughs>
2: yeah, gotta
4: gotta gotta get the people ready.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's that's right. an urban dictionary copy paste right there.
2: That is. All right, Clark, this one's for you. Uh, leverage.
4: Well, in real life, I'm assuming it's the same in business. It's like strong arming someone. Like you have leverage over someone else's business decisions. So I'm assuming that's more of like the hierarchical thing. That's my guess. Like you have like what leverage you can offer versus like, you know, like a like a, com- like a co-competitor or someone else like in your office over you. I don't know. That's my guess.
2: So this is the granddaddy of nouns that have been converted to verbs. Uh, leverage is mercilessly used to describe how a situation or environment can be manipulated or controlled. Uh, leverage should remain a noun, as in to apply leverage, not a pseudo verb, as in we are leveraging our assets. So they will be like, oh, we're going to leverage your skills and this to make our desired outcome come about. And instead of just say, yo, we're going to use you and we're going to leverage it's we're going to leverage this person. We're going to leverage their weakness uh, and just so we can push them down a little bit further to get what we want out of them. Like, that's all that means. I'd like to leverage my way out of corporate America, but I can't. I'm stuck here.
4: Yeah, once again, this seems like it's just so dehumanizing because yeah. it's not even, it's not even treating someone as like a person who has skills. It's treating a thing who has skills who happens to be a person. So it's like, we're going to use Emma because we can leverage her film of blank. But it's not like, oh, I bet Emma would be good at this. Let me see what she thinks about it. It's like, no, this is Emma's thing because we know we're good at, like, she can be good at this.
2: Um, all right, Megan, we're going to, this one, here we go. <clears throat> take offline like so
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
4: reverse online <laughs>
2: <laughs> take offline what do you feel like that means i
0: feel like there are a couple ways this can be used so like more recently since a lot of our meetings are online like we'll be in like a big meeting well i guess you could do it, you could say it in person too like if you bring something up in like a meeting with a lot of people someone can be like we can take that offline, like we're gonna talk about this separately, me and you, not in front of all of these people, I feel like is like the way it's mostly used.
2: yes, you're you're right on the money. Um, <laughs> Forbes says uh, an equally absurd variation of let's put this on the back burner. This means to postpone addressing an issue, one that may ha- one that may have nothing to do with the internet at all. Unless you're talking about removing your company's Facebook page, you're probably not taking anything offline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it's less used. Yeah, but I feel like it's not generally used as, like, tabling. At least when I've heard it. It's not like a, oh, this is not relevant right now. We'll talk about it later. It's often like, shut the fuck up. Don't say this in front of them. We'll talk about this offline. Like Like, if you're meeting with, like, multiple departments... But like you don't want to talk to the other department about it yet. It's like let's take this offline. Like we will talk about this online. internally. Right. And then once that we get a- once we get it together, then we can let others know.
2: Yes, precisely. It's spicy. Um, yes, let's take this offline. I've seen used for like disciplinary measures i've seen it used (laughs) in the exact situation megan just stated of like this wasn't ready for everyone to know they shouldn't have known until like next week it's a nicer hey shut the the fuck out
0: stop talking yeah (laughs)
2: i've seen it used in meetings i've seen it used in in in-person meetings we're all sitting around a table and then some fuckhead says something stupid and then my boss is like we'll take this offline i was like hey hey jeremy we're offline we're offline right now. I want to see you verbally beat the shit out of this guy in front of me. I'd love it, actually. Do it right now. And it never yeah. does. Oh, it's fine. Uh, last one. Nathan, here we go. Hard stop.
1: Uh, Like, just forget it ever happened. Bad. Don't work on it anymore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're done. Dad. We're done. That's it. Hard stop. We're done. Finished. Hard
2: stop. Uh, So hard stop actually means like when you're in a meeting, and you have another meeting that starts, you know, like if, if the oh, meeting we're yeah. in goes from two to three, you have a meeting at three to four. Hey, guys, I, I got a hard stop at three. So we got to make sure this call's wrapped up by by 3 got gonna hop on another caller, gotta go pick up my kids. I got a hard stop at 315. A hard stop then means your boss will manipulate you into staying on said call until he or she is done talking. No matter if you had a doctor's appointment, or like you're late to get your kidney removed, or like God forbid you to leave <laughs> the kid at daycare. <sighs> one
3: of those hard sounds stop. a little more serious. <laughs> That's one
0: yeah, that I hear care. a lot. <laughs> I hear that a lot at work. Yes. I and got the Allstate is like, oh, well, it's not like a hard stop at three. Like if we need to go yeah. over, we can.
1: A soft stop. Yeah, a soft
0: stop, if you will.
1: The, A.K.A. Uh, I think you just gotta... the meeting is over. The natural <laughs> end. <laughs> yes, of the <a>
2: meeting.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. A soft stop. Everyone's leaving the call at the same time.
2: Yes. Um, so uh, I uh, was thinking about how, like, the, you know, the English language. Fuck, I just closed that tab by accident. Please hold. Control C. Damn it. Pain. This is painful. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to close Imagine. the tab.
4: <laughs> just go to History. History. I'm, recent. I'm
2: opening it up. It's fine. Edit this out. Don't
0: edit it out. Keep,
4: Keep it in. Leave Keep it, it,
2: it, in. In. Leave it in. Okay, here we go. I was thinking about how in modern day America we have corporate jargon that we hate. What if back in the day and, and when I say back in the day I mean like the day maybe the first one ever. What okay, did they, was like that
4: did not specify anything. <laughs> right?
2: What did they hate? <laughs> what did the, the people of the past hate about language? Like, what type of phrases or, like, euphemisms or sayings really got on their nerves to the point where they were like, fuck this shit, we're making corporate jargon. So, the, the idea that came to my mind was Proverbs. I just imagined being who I am today, but in, like, 1800 BC or some shit and some (laughs) idiot is trying to sell me on some proverbs and I'm like this is the biggest load of baloney I've ever heard in my life (laughs) um so I've pulled together some proverbs from across all time and space uh and I just wanted to to read them to you all and I figured we could also try to make our own proverbs because I think we are a wise bunch and I think we could ensue some wisdom upon our listeners. So after this, we will we will try to piece together a couple of proverbs based off of our own personal experience. But first, a uh, proverb from Jap- Japan. I almost said Japan. I <laughs> said Japanese. Um, I can't read.
1: Yeah, open this Japanese kimono prover- for us, Emma. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Okay, Japanese proverb. A good husband is healthy and absent.
4: Oh, Oh. <laughs>
0: Immediate reaction. Interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
4: Healthy
0: <laughs> and absent. This was, pre, I think it's because, this was pre-dual income trap. He's working yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time.
4: It's just so funny that they're just like, healthy, you're like, that's gotta be a given. I like to see a healthy man. I want my husband to live a long time. But also, I'd never like to see him ever again. I want the one day to happen, and I I hope he disappears, or else he'll be uh, an absolute disgrace to me. Like, that's healthy, and it's just such a, it's such a jump. Healthy to absent.
0: I was gonna say absent. That's
3: just funny, honestly. Alternatively,
0: (laughs) he's sexually healthy. He has to seek out extramarital affairs. So he's absent sometimes. What?
4: That does not seem good. That does not seem good. What are you talking about? about.
0: Emma said the good old days. She said a good husband.
3: Yeah, she also said a good husband.
0: I also said 1800 BC. (laughs) (laughs) You think everyone was loyal in 1800 BC? They're always trying to find a reason if they don't want to be.
3: No, but I'm also curious (laughs) as to how you made that jump from good husband to cheating. Worst husband. Yeah.
0: I've been consuming a lot of pre-good records true crime recently.
4: What?
1: Can what, you think what consuming the old, that is old true crime?
0: Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> one of the podcasts <laughs> I listen to, one of the hosts really likes to do, like, old true crime. Like, old crimes. And a lot of it's like... <laughs> He was sleeping with, like, three other women, but, like, that was just kind of normal.
3: Megan, I understand this proverb was in Japanese, but can you speak English? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what
0: the Let fuck are you in saying my head. right now? Let me live in my head. It's fine.
4: I, <laughs> I, I I think I see where you're coming from. I just don't see where the point is like. <laughs> I don't see where the
1: connection I is. I think the proverb is trying to say you want a healthy income from I your man, That's but why you I also that want first. alone time. Like I thought woman. it just
0: meant that he's like working, like he is healthy and working, and he is bringing you money. Yeah, this is that's from that's the like, wife's that was my assumption. Yes, yeah. he is healthy and working. That's why I said that first. Yeah, so that's what? why I gave this. I just don't opinion.
1: understand the sexually active play that you're making. Here. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand where that came from.
0: <laughs> I
2: would like. To hey, Megan,
1: <laughs> Megan, let's I you and me take this up? offline <laughs> together, and we'll discuss after.
2: But we're hey, I got a hard
0: stop at eight p.m. We didn't say all of these were actually good. Okay. Okay that was not
2: implied. <laughs> not all, not every husband's a good husband. That's what that's my proverb for today. Um here we go. A Persian proverb. A drowning man is not troubled by the rain. True. Yeah,
1: he's True. troubled by the water in his lungs probably. <laughs> that wasn't fair. Yeah, he's
4: probably yeah. probably a little more I mean, worried I, about drowning. I like that but I like that one though cuz that's like that's like oh you've lost all your money but then you get splashed by a like a passing bus you know like there's always that like scene in movies where like somebody's lost everything and then like the car drives by and spl- like hits a puddle and splashes them and that's like the straw that broke the camel's back
0: I it's guess like so, that kind but of- and then this, they turn into in the joker proverb- Oh, I was dear. thinking it was like a if you got big problems you're not worried about well the little it is things. Yeah. well that's
4: that's what I'm saying is like it's that kind of thing where it's like you've lost everything and it's just kind of comical when like smaller things are happening. You are, are so to you still.
2: unbelievably close to death; nothing else could break you further.
4: Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. else could matter. It's like getting hit by that water puddle is like. That's just like, fuck it, whatever. Okay, I'll be wet right now.
2: I've already lost <laughs> everything else. Might as well lose my dryness. <laughs> I'm already drowning. Might as well get wet. Let's go.
3: <laughs> true.
2: All right, we got a, uh, a Bantu proverb. Uh, no man can paddle two canoes at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds like a Boy true. Scout challenge if I've yeah, ever I heard one.
4: Say, I, uh, I, I was just going to say, it all depends it. on how many Indians are in the boat. <laughs>
0: Why half-ass two things
4: when you oh, can whole-ass one thing? Ron Swanson. I mean, yeah, pretty much.
0: That's pretty much it. I would like to yeah. see
4: Clark paddle two canoes. I would now, too, like I Do you know how hard each? that would be? Oh my god. You, do you know how hard... You'd have to have ridiculous <laughs> glute strength. Because I'm assuming you're, like... You're, like, standing in, like, <laughs> one foot in each boat. And you just have, like... What I'm assuming is just one, like, giant kayak paddle. Oh man, you'd have to have the, the nuttiest... Whatever whatever that exercise is where you have to like, put your legs together.
1: like the Oh, the good girl, bad girl. good girl, bad
4: together. girls, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Exactly. The abductor, adductor
2: machines. Uh, yeah, I believe that's the, the I,
4: technical term. I I've did never not, that. I so I heard that. so
3: hypersexual. Someone,
2: I heard someone call it the good girl, bad girl machine for the first time a month ago. And <laughs> I've never I never heard that. can't get over it. It is the funniest
0: <laughs> thing I've ever heard. We've been calling it that since I, the last freshman year of college. Yeah.
2: I know exactly, <laughs> like, she was, like, talking, she's like, yeah, I do, you know, like, my, my split lunges, like, I squats, and then, you know, I superset that with the good girl, bad girl machine, and I was like, the who? <laughs> and, but I knew exactly what she was talking about, like, she didn't have to tell me it was the adductor, abductor machine, because I know which was a good girl, and I know which was a bad girl.
3: <laughs> I've, I just, I've never heard yeah, that term to describe I've never that either. Before, but that's that is pretty, so pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. pretty fucking good. Uh, another one that is based on the rain. Uh, <laughs> if the world flooded, it wouldn't matter to the duck. That's from uh, Turkey. It's a Turkish proverb. Interesting. So I'm not sure what this one's getting at, other than like, yo, the world sucks, but the duck's fine. Like, is that some sort of proverb about like sink or split? Bitches. I don't. <laughs> <to you?" laughs>
4: no, I, my thinking is it's it's more of like it's like a perspective thing. I think it's similar to like. Have you ever heard, like, the phrase where it's, like, um the Titanic hitting the iceberg was a miracle to the lobsters in the kitchen? Have you ever heard that before where it's, like, it's all about, huh. like, people's different positions in their life? Like, one thing that's traumatic and, like, ruining to someone could be, like, just the thing somebody else needed or totally unbothering. Like, uh, for the duck, it's, like, the world flooding is fine for me. Like, that doesn't affect my life, so I'm not going to it, gonna might even, it Yeah, it might even uh, be a good thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's like I think it's, like, a t- differing perspective type deal.
2: So I like
3: what you said about the the Titanic thing. Like, that was yeah. pretty cool, like... Yeah, I, my, I haven't heard that either.
2: My thought is, how the lobsters get out of there? You know what I mean? Like the Titanic sank. How the lobsters get out? They're
3: in. They're in, they're back in their element. Like yeah, yeah but in like the how they
2: get how they get out of the Titanic? They're gonna. I don't no know. They, lobsters they, to, like, the they got all that yeah. tasty. Food I imagine
3: they, just they were in a fish there.
1: tank, which is open <laughs> on the top, notoriously.
2: Okay. True. Notoriously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. Step one: get out of the fish tank. Step one: get out of the fish tank. Step two: get out of the kitchen kitchen's at well, the bottom of the boat, to. y'all.
1: But The like, boat's also vi-
4: split in half.
1: True. So. Hey, yep. Emma, what you might not uh, be considering is that lobsters can breathe underwater. <laughs>
2: no, that's not what there. I am considering. <laughs> that. What I am concerned about is their geographical awareness of a very large boat.
1: <laughs> well, that's the how
2: thing. The they, don't, are they don't care. How are they I don't think I'm they I'm need sure to get out.
1: Lobsters are like the rats of the sea. They'll live anywhere.
4: Yeah.
2: They'll live anywhere. Could they, they just need Could like, they survive in the cold? On. In that yes. cold, cold water? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Especially, I mean,
4: they they live at like the bottoms of the.
2: They've sea. They've got like the, the skeleton on the, the outside.
1: The I'm sure that's got some insulation built in.
0: And crabs are fished yeah. up from the really cold, cold waters. So I I'm imagine lobsters the there. I'm yeah, literally
2: like, going to Google. Did the lobsters survive the Titanic? Did the I, lobsters.
3: I don't know if you'll get too much information from yeah. that specific I bet it. it I, I, I don't
2: know. I feel idea. like it'll
4: bring something up because I feel like that's a relatively well known. At least the me, lobsters of like, the. Oh.
2: Thing. Oh. <gasps> oh, wow. Y'all. It says they died uh the lobsters of the titanic probably didn't escape the ship the water pressure ra- rapidly increased as the wreck sank deeper and all the people and lobsters trapped inside were crushed so it's saying the water pressure would have crushed them
0: yeah. that rapid it, the, of a change the the, in
4: water pressure. The change yeah probably. oh okay
2: i it was like actually, i that's think like they
4: like live the pretty deep gotcha
3: yeah that's like a lot of the like really really deep sea fish like you can, they can survive, like, if you bring them up, but you have to do it, like, a certain way, because otherwise the change and the pressure, they'll just fucking
0: die. I mean, it's like when you go well, die, like you have come up really yeah. slower. you get the bends.
4: Yeah, well, here's, you, can die, I, like, you can die, like, just super fast from coming up from, like, deep, deep sea diving.
2: I'm about to throw a wrench in this whole theory. Was there even live seafood on the Titanic? Since the Titanic sank in 1912, it's very unlikely there were any live lobsters kept in the oh ship's galleys to serve the elites. Even if they were, lobsters aren't strong swimmers. So this blows a, hole, if you're a hole in your whole plan, Clark. But because the whole
4: thing is, the whole thing is. Why would it matter that they're strong swimmers? It's water. It's it's like us being like, they're not very fast walkers. It's like, well, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I can breathe the air. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I can't walk very fast. It's a building. I'm walking in this fucking crushing down into the earth either. You know what I mean? Like the lobsters are stuck in a sinking well, ship. They I, can't escape. They weren't it, even I there in the first into more, place.
4: Into, into more things they can breathe in. It's, it's
2: I don't know. I don't know. I think you the got a little too swan. involved
3: in this particular metaphor. Here.
2: <laughs> yeah, this one just really kind of got under my skin for some reason. I don't know why. We're going to move on from it. This was an ancient Roman proverb. Hunger is the best sauce.
4: What's the best
1: sauce? Hunger. Hunger.
2: <laughs> Hunger.
4: Yeah, food, dude. Hunger. do be tasting
1: better when you're hungry, I guess. <laughs>
4: i've never heard that before and i was like that's so stupid then immediately i was like no wait that's the most genius thing i've ever heard (laughs) hungry really is the best yeah
3: well so like i mean you know like you you come home you're hungry as fuck like whatever you eat like
4: it's gonna taste pretty good that's a thing it's the best meal you've ever had, and it's tortilla chips with a peanut butter sandwich. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is delicious.
0: I feel like this For is something me. a rich white man said when they were like, we can give the poor people this. It's fine. And someone was like, are you sure that's barely anything? And they were like, hunger is the best sauce.
3: No, I imagine it's... it was a poor person who was like, you know, at least this is this can make this somewhat more enjoyable. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs>
2: Possibly. Um, this next one confused me on like every, I didn't even remotely understand. I don't even know if it is true or if it's culturally accurate, but I needed to include it because of the comedy. This is a Filipino proverb, and y'all are not about to believe what's about to come out of my mouth. (laughs) The Filipino proverb, leave it to Batman. (laughs) That's all it is. Uh,
4: Profound. I think that's one of those things where it's like, not my job type thing. That's what that strikes
1: me. You know what? It's haunting in a way. (laughs)
2: Leave it to Batman. (laughs) Dishes need to get done. Leave it
1: to Batman. Somebody's got to fix the corrupt government. Leave it to Batman. (laughs) You know, you could use (laughs) it in all kinds of situations.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as a hopeful thing, you know? It's like, oh, we're gonna leave that to Batman. Like, you know, somebody who's better about it will come.
1: Along <laughs> oh, yeah. It, so Batman's know? just a replacement for God in this case.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, It's in Batman's <laughs> hands As to how many
4: times
3: Batman, maybe it was just a really bad translation. Issues.
2: I that's I was so like I was like I don't even know if this is true, but I gotta include it because of the absurdity of what this you know what the internet gave me. But I the way I read it at first is like ugh, leave it to Batman, like uh, like of course it was Batman, <laughs> of course he did it. Like that's how it I was read Batman it the
4: whole time. It was
2: bat leave it to Batman, like that type of thing. So very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting that all of you took the exact opposite like read on it. I'm Love surprised that. you
4: didn't
3: take that one in the first place.
2: Yeah, well, I take a you know, I me and my skewed view. It's you know, it's good for comedy podcasts and advanced literature in the twelfth grade. That's what I was told, so it's fine. It's Ic- since twelfth grade. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Icelandic proverb: The spoon makers' children often have the worst spoons.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <What's- laughs> you know what this is? This
4: this viscerally is giving me the same vibe of like generally public school teachers children are the worst at school that's what this is to me you know mm.
2: or like the do, pastor's do, kids are the worst behavior yes
4: it's that yeah it's yeah. like that whole thing where it's like the ones that you're supposed to be worrying about the most are are the ones who get the least amount of attention
2: but in this case they like, have bad spoons
4: bad yeah. spoons <laughs> It's just all forks. That's all they have. He's trying to eat soup, and he's like, it keeps just falling through, Dad.
2: It's not one of them's got like a crack spoon that's like twisted halfway around, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> this one was an oopsie. Don't worry about that one, Charlie. That's Dad's special spoon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about Dad's special spoon. Dvh. <laughs> oh no.
2: A Norwegian proverb: The bear and the bear hunter have different opinions.
3: Yes. Wow.
0: This is another
2: <laughs> yeah. different Ber- Very much one. so. <laughs> Yes, correct. Different opinions. (laughs) I have to imagine that those opinions are black and white.
3: You also like, I mean, I guess in a way, depending on like, you know, assuming this is like an old, old proverb, like, I don't know much about Norway. um, But I imagine that the idea behind this is like, the person hunting the bear has no other option. They cannot get any other food. And it's either they and their family die, or they kill this bear. And this bear is like, Ayo, what the fuck? This guy trying to kill me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> bear just standing out there in the snow saying, quote, yo, what the fuck
2: <laughs> Ayo, what the fuck, bro? It's not chill at all. <laughs> Alright, we got a Swedish proverb a piece of bread in the pocket is better than a feather in the hat. I really don't
1: Yeah. So <laughs> huh? I, I think don't. this is a um I think this is an early iteration of comfort over fashion.
4: Oh. I think this is the earliest representation of gotta, you gotta get that bread, you gotta catch that <laughs> bag, baby.
0: Yeah, I would take it as like a, like a something practical versus like studying the arts. Because that's what they always tell you in high school.
4: <laughs> this is be a STEM hey, major.
1: I yeah, this is
0: be a STEM major. <laughs>
4: This is every parent who's against a liberal arts degree. Yeah. Just no. Yeah, I like. I just like the way this one sounds. A piece
2: of bread in yeah. the yeah. pocket just... is better than a feather in the hat.
4: That sounds like something someone said before they had a stroke.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, what, Grandpa? Uh-huh. Oh my god! It was actually. Did you not hear him? It was so profound, and then he died. All right,
4: so it's like a it bread
2: the last thing and he ever said. All right, we got two more. We got a Brazilian proverb. A dog bitten by a snake is afraid of sausages.
1: Because they look similar, yes.
0: Correct. Like how cats are afraid of cucumbers. (laughs) Because they look like What? Have you never seen those videos? No, I have, but I have never
4: seen a cat be fearful of a cucumber. Because they look like snakes.
0: Because they look like snakes. snakes.
2: Oh. I don't know.
4: My dog I don't know, maybe my dog hasn't seen enough snakes. Your dog is not not
1: a cat. Your dog
0: is not a cat, yeah.
4: No, but I'm just saying like this one this this proverb has to do with dogs though, right? Has your dog been so yeah, my, by dog, my, my dog. He's never been really bitten by sausage. one. But yeah, it's like my dog definitely will not. He'll not be thinking twice if you drop a hot dog <laughs> or some
2: other <laughs> of sausage on the ground. A couple of links on the ground. Here you go, buddy.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. We have our last one. A Lithuanian proverb. <laughs> oh no! You good. Yes. I'm nervous. You're not. You just. It's just like one of those things where it's like you could never guess the like string of words that are about to come out of my mouth. A good plowman can plow even with a goose. <laughs> can plow even oh. with a what? A goose. Like, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
4: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't understand the word goose until you honked at <laughs> Yeah, I at figured. Me, so I, was- <laughs> I had to say it in their native tongue. <laughs> goose, you understand?
3: I think it's like, it's like one of those things, it's like, you know, if you're if you're good at what you do, you don't need like the best equipment. Like, I mean, that's like a like a more like I'm sure you could broaden it even more, but like that's like you know in you know music because that's what I'm in. Mean. It's like you know a good player can still play really fucking well on a bad instrument. Yeah, that's, yeah, that would be the the closest thing to my world at least, but.
2: Well, I think we like should... to... I've
3: never plowed with a goose. That's
2: true. I've never plowed, period. Um, but I don't think the goose would be my choice of plow um ing? Plow uh,
1: Utensil? Utensil.
4: You're not gonna plow
2: with <laughs> a goose? I'm
0: not gonna plow more efficient.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
4: Also, I think the I think the proverb is well intentioned. But also, unless you have a goose with a ridiculously strong neck and or <laughs> you're neck gonna brace, kill it. you're going to have a dead goose <laughs> immediately. <laughs> when you're trying to use what I assume is it's Bill as the plowing instrument, you're just going to have a, a goose with a very broken neck <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> immediately. Yes,
2: precisely. Uh, so I think we as a podcast, as our last activity today, should try to write uh, a proverb to, to send the kids home with. Um, I
1: have two off the top here.
2: Oh my god! Yes. Right. Oh, okay. okay. machine. The okay. Ready. The to first
1: fight. one is the first one is you cannot fit a whole ham in an air fryer.
2: <laughs> <You> <laughs> fit a whole oh, okay. ham trendy <laughs> in an air fryer. Okay, so what does this mean?
3: <laughs> I, w- I mean. <laughs>
0: Don't try to do too much at once. That's what I was yeah, getting at. Okay. Break your yeah, problem yeah, yeah, yeah. down into like smaller, it. more manageable chunks. <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. don't add fresh Let's... pineapple.
4: <laughs> that's, that's the secondary part of it. What's that about? Who's <laughs>
0: it's a literal statement to add to the proverb's <laughs> yeah. meaning.
4: Also, don't do that, because it'll come out gross.
0: <laughs> gross and mushy. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot fit a whole ham. <laughs> okay. You said you had. Yeah, yeah, you. That, was that was only number one. one. That was us.
1: only number one. Um the second one that I have is a bit more abstract. Um
4: Yeah, not as on the <laughs> nose as hands. Yeah, true. Fry.
1: If you have already oo you should embrace the poggers.
2: You should embrace the poggers.
4: I don't even understand what that's supposed to mean. Like, that's obscured to the most... What?
3: That sounds like somebody who hasn't embraced the poggers. (laughs) You know, T... To be honest, I also thought whenever whenever Emma said like the, you know the English language was being destroyed, I thought it was going to be another roast of me and all the like weird like like I mean I say poggers like fucking fifteen. I also thought a day. it was going to be, gonna be oom- like
0: poggers episode.
2: Nope. Yeah,
3: I thought you were going to be like all these fucking kids and their weird. Well, nope, I just but- <laughs> personally
2: called out every one of my managers who may or may not ever know I have a podcast. They'll never know if I have anything to do with it. I Dude, did much worse. Man, I sabotaged I just- myself instead of making fun of my friends. It's. I think this is gonna work out well for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> what is your business?
4: I, I, I'll, I'll just. Does your business have an Instagram? <laughs> does it have an Instagram? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like every business has like some garbage version of an Instagram where they use stock photos and they're like business, yay! But I was just gonna, you know, if I tag this episode, um, on actually now Instagram, that now I'll that I think about it,
2: I'm gonna need you to bleep out the. <laughs> part where i said the name of my company i can't reveal oh, that yeah that's why yeah
4: that's gonna just happen because oh, yeah. that's ooh, why i said the company you work right? for
2: not the and, title of the company um, just put work. the sound of me hawking like a goose over top of me saying <laughs> the name of my
4: company. oh yes
2: so, do you oh that's mwah, do you need, beautiful do you, need a clean, do you need a clean take of me doing that or can you grab the first one <laughs>
4: yeah go for, no i can grab <laughs> but, it but should you know I do it
2: again yeah, yeah.
1: right I here think, i think i think clean, new,
4: yeah yeah, I think a new proverb would be, you know, always do, always do a second take of the honk, even if you have a previous honk to to refer to.
0: Everybody needs a honk. Everybody
2: needs. A, everybody yeah. needs a honk. Yeah,
4: so I'll be using that. It'll probably be it'll probably be three or four. Of those okay, to good. The name, good. You know? it, it, my company
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: yes i think i think you've got enough to work with let me know if you need any help editing and post um but i think let me to just to summarize today's um lessons that we are trying to teach the future of america you cannot fit a whole ham in in an air fryer I'm sorry, Nathan. Did you try to fit a whole ham in an air fryer?
1: No, never.
2: Oh, he knows better. He should know better. Okay. And if you have already oo-wooed, you should embrace the poggers.
0: Lean in. Lean, Lean in. in. <laughs> Lean in. Anyway, I hope you all have gained some wisdom from this here episode. Thanks for continuing to listen to our ramblings. We appreciate it. If you have any ideas or would like to chat with us, you can email us at pod at gmail.com. Crazy I crazy. know. This is
1: season three. I
0: know. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. pod know the at gmail.com. If you want a 1v1 Clark online or in person. We're
1: bringing mm-hmm. fists to the yes. workplace, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, email us at tipoftheiceberg.pog. Top, top of the ice Top, ice top of the Jesus no, Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm out of practice with the outro. I'm sorry y'all. You know the drill. Do though. you know the
4: Instagram?
1: It's totally pog.
4: No, I'm just
1: kidding. Is this a quiz? Is
0: this a <laughs> yeah. quiz show now? Oh,
1: Follow God. us on Instagram and Twitter at toadipod, that's Totipod.
0: That's T O T I P O D. That's what I said, and you guys <laughs> just gave me shit for it! I'm getting gaslit on this episode. And
1: we will see you, you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, I
0: guess.
4: Bye.